I mean, I'm just blown away. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't believe I'm here talking to you. It's like, I always say, you know, I don't, I don't fangirl many people, but, um, I'm just, I'm just so blown away. So I, we are live now. So we're recording for the Strong Life podcast, but also we're live in very special. I didn't tell them we were doing this. So they're going to be really surprised to see you. Um, (laughs) And so we're recording for the Strong Life podcast. So welcome to the Strong Life podcast. This will drop next week, but we're live today. And of course, they'll be able to find this on your YouTube channel. And I'll put all that those details in the show notes. So chat and then towards the end, there will be a ton of comments and questions from women in Team Strong Life who, you know, will be inspired. But also I feel a little bit like what you and I are going to do is call people out a little bit today, accidentally, not on purpose, who are thinking they're like the you know, they're sort of washed up and they're younger than me. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So Renee, where, so for those who don't know, you need to immediately go follow Renee Fit at 70. So I put it in the description of this particular talk that we're doing. Okay. Okay. Can you tell me, I don't even know where you're from. Uh, Well, I'm in Houston. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. And I've uh, lived here all my life. Like I'm the second generation uh, native Houstonian. And uh, yes, so here I'm in Texas. Okay, so we, my husband and I were in San Antonio, Austin. San Antonio was so interesting. I had no idea the history, zero. Oh yeah, well, now you do. (laughs) Now I do. We didn't get to Houston, but I heard a little bit. I, I just had no idea. I didn't really fully understand. Being from New England, I I knew you know, the pride of Texas and I, you know, of course, but like, I fully understand. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So for those who don't know, I'm just going to give you a little background. So I, I found, I don't even know how you popped up on my Instagram, but Renee popped up on my Instagram. I've been following her for some time. I've shared your things uh, more recently, especially, and it was just so impressed and what you're doing at your age is very unusual and for me I'm always looking for women that are further along than I am in life to kind of connect with that gives me hope encouragement something to follow so I'm not really Mm -hmm. looking at 20 year olds that that I'm beyond that I'm looking for Uh women who I'm interested in emulating as I age and that you would be one of them (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm glad I, I could be. I'm happy I could be inspiring you and, and anybody, really. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about, I don't even know where to start. So Renee is 71 now. She's a, are you a, are you a bikini pro? I'm not a pro. I've only been competing for two years and I have not uh, earned a pro card at this time. I don't even know how that's possible, but. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, I'm competing with 60-year-olds. That's the oldest category (laughs) in bikini. So, you know, I'm up against women at least 10 years, you know, about 10 years younger than me. Right. So whatever. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. And it's it's okay, though. It's okay. It's okay. So, Renee, you're currently in prep right now. Yes, uh, for a show that's in about two and a half weeks in Pittsburgh. It's the Masters National. This is pro card territory, you know, to... uh, and, and I did that show last year also. That was my sixth uh, competition last summer. So I'm going back. You know, this will be my seventh show in two years. And uh, like I said, I'll be on the stage with a bunch of 60-year-olds uh, doing my best and uh, putting my best foot forward and really just kind of representing women that are, you know, over 65 and, you know, 70-ish that there's, you know, we're still here. We're alive and well. And and uh, anything's possible, I guess. You know, you just have to uh, not limit yourself. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about, because everybody wants to know your journey before you even started lifting weights at 60. So can you tell us a little bit about like what life was like for you before you got into this fitness world? I know that's a span of time, but 
just sure. put back in our my shoes, you know, at 40s and 50s. Like, where sure. Well, uh, okay. So um, I would just say um, I, I've always been into fitness as a as a young adult. You know, I didn't have any uh, formal uh, you know athletics that I did. I mean, I was a cheerleader in high school, and I went to a small Catholic school, and uh, and I was really uh, into you know I was always kind of a, an upbeat person. Um, but, uh, basically into fitness and fitness to me in my twenties and thirties was really, uh, I would go to the gym. I lifted weights some, uh, it wasn't my everything. I was doing like cardio, like everybody else in those days, it's like, you know, Zumba, uh, you know, all these different cardio, uh, group things. And, uh, but I knew that fitness was something I, I wanted to have in my life, no matter what, um, and a lot of people around me weren't so into it. My sister wasn't, my, my family members weren't particularly into it. But anyway, uh, so it's always been around me. I just knew uh, it made me feel good, you know, to, to move around. And um, it just made me feel better. Uh, I have a lot of energy. Probably when I was younger, I was like super, you know, high energy. And I'm still energetic, but nothing like I used to be. I was probably, you know, like uh, way too far on the... <laughs> spectrum of, of crazy energy. But anyway, I did learn that uh, working out definitely helped me. It calmed me down a lot and, um, and it made me feel good and all that. So, uh, so really I was into fitness for a long time and, um, and I got into running in my late twenties and thirties. Okay. I was, I loved to run. I was, that just made me feel so good. You know, you got that endorphin rush and I used to run every morning, like six miles uh, every morning. I'd get up and met a bunch of friends at Memorial Park, and we'd run at 5.30 in the morning, crazy. And I did that for several years. And eventually, um, I got pregnant And when I was in my mid-30s, and uh, I ran till I was about five months pregnant. I uh, did some, a 10K or two, and, and so I continued that running as long as I could physically. Uh, and then that's when things changed. Um, after my son was born, uh, I started, you know, started running again. You know, I was excited about getting back into it and uh, I could get up to like two miles. And then my lower back just started killing me. I just could not get past two miles. And, and uh, eventually, okay, I went to the doctor and he said, you have some serious issues. You know, you've got to stop running. That's just not going to, you can't keep doing it. And of course I was devastated. So that was really the beginning of uh, things changing for me is, you know, that was like, I was about 35 then, you know, my son um, was, uh, as time went by, uh, I became a single mom during that time too. And um, I have uh, had a small business that I started uh, before my son was born. It's a commercial building permit expediting service. And, and I still have the business today, but now my son actually runs the business. So my baby is now, you know, running the business and it's a wonderful thing. So I'm grateful that he has taken it over. But basically it's a business where uh, we take your plans to the city if you're a developer or a contractor and you want to build a building. And we go to the city hall and we go through all the different departments to get their approvals, you know, plumbing, electrical, um, uh, the traffic and planning department, you know, all the different departments you have to go through uh, this process to get plans approved. And during that time, uh, in all these years, it was a paper plan, you know, like rolls of plans that you would carry to the city. Now it's electronic. But part of what I did during the process, I, I had some pretty big projects. You know, one roll of plans might be this big around and four foot tall. And I was carrying these things around for years. And uh, that wasn't a good idea, especially since I already had back trouble. And basically what happened was um, I was eventually diagnosed with spondylolisthesis. And it's a, it's a back condition. You know, it's like your, your vertebrae are kind of messed up. And I tried all sorts of treatments. And, and I sort of struggled with this in my 30s, in my 40s. I still did my exercising, but I had to be careful. And somehow I managed um, but finally, uh, and I'm kind of moving along to 58 years old, but yeah, no, you kind of get the gist, I, you know, yeah. um, finally at 58, I had a lower lumbar fusion. My L5 and S1 uh, were fused, you know, with titanium screws at that time. It was a hard decision to make, but I was 
I was getting to where I could barely walk. When I walked, I might just fall. Uh, the pain was excruciating. Um, and, uh, and I started thinking about what my life was going to be like if I couldn't walk. I was, um, I was uh, buying like crafts, like bead making, things that I could do sitting down. If I, if I couldn't walk, I was trying to figure out how am I going to do this business in a wheelchair? Wow. These all, all these things were part of really serious in my mind. You know, how was I going to do this? and still take care of my business and survive. So anyway, the good news is um, that I found this awesome neuro, uh, neurosurgeon and his one surgery he did, he was in a group, you know, with all these different, these were all these different neurosurgeons. And his big thing was this one surgery where he fused together these, these particular vertebrae. So at 58, I had a lower lumbar fusion. My S5 and L1 uh, are fused together, or is it L1 and I don't know. Those two lower ones are fused. And so that happened. Now, this doctor, he was really cool. He said, okay, get all of your rehab done and you go do whatever you want to do. You know, he said, you know, people golf, people do whatever. So he didn't give me any limitations. He didn't say, you know, you can't ever, uh, he did not recommend running. That was one thing he didn't recommend because that's pounding on, on it. And he didn't think yoga was good because that might pull the the fusion. So those are the only two things he did not encourage, but the rest of it, he said, you know, get your rehab. So anyway, uh, so I did, I got rehab. Um, and you know, that was 58, 59. And, um, and I was just kind of rocking along. I was working out some, but not anything, you know, significant, but as I approached 60, it's like, I thought, well, I gotta, I gotta figure out something here because I want to be strong and fit. I want to have a strong core. I need to have a strong core with this back thing. You know, my, my, I need all that strength so I can continue having uh, this fusion be successful. And, you know, I want to play with my grandkids. I like to dance. Dancing is one of my favorite things to do. And, and I couldn't dance for a while during that. So I wanted to get back into that and just, I, I love to travel. I want to do things. So, so anyway, so it's all this was going on in my brain. So I went to a doctor, um, over at Baylor. And, uh, you know, he, he's a doctor who specializes in hormones and different things like that. And he put me on hormone replacement therapy. So that's one thing that happened to me when I was 60 that is significant. Now it's not for everyone, but I'm telling you, people need to look into it. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever you're in a menopausal, pre-perimenopause, post-menopause, whatever, um, women that are now in, at my age at 70 still need to think about it because there are so many things that hormone replacement therapy can do for you. So that's number one to me that made a big difference is getting on HRT and I'm on testosterone and estradiol. Now it's going to be different for everyone, but I'm just, that's a big thing. And that was a big significant thing that I'm very grateful for. And I'm still on hormone replacement today. Um, so that was the thing that, uh, he did. The other thing he did was he introduced me to my trainer. He, that was the other, he said, Renee, this is the other pillar is, you know, getting your fitness down. And, uh, so he introduced me to Dustin Jackson. Dustin, uh, is still my trainer 11 years later. And I think I cannot stress how important if you can afford a trainer, you need to get a trainer not someone who lost 50 pounds and thinks they know how to train you. You know, you're, you're putting your body in their hands. So I am big on getting good uh, qualified trainers who, who know what they're doing. Uh, Dustin, he trained, uh, you know, he worked with the, um, the Texans. He has his master's in kinesiology and dietetics. So he knows the human body. He knew my uh, surgery. So he's trained me carefully. I haven't been injured. If I start feeling some weird thing, he switches it up. So I realize that trainers cost money now there, and there's all different levels. And I think people need to explore, you know, what they can afford. But to me, that's an investment in your health for the rest of your life. Uh, to me, that's, that's a better investment than I can make joining some um, fancy spa or, you know, some country club uh, is that is specific to helping me on a daily basis for the rest of my life. So I'm big I, on that. I want to say something about this too here because sure. first of all, I think, you know, I mentioned uh, getting my master's and HRT is one thing I'm, I'm interested in because I think 
there's a lot of misconceptions and there's, and I think we, we might be missing the mark. So I'm glad you brought that up. And for my people who are listening, that's something that I'm going to be studying that will, I think she's right. Number two, what you said about the trainer is really important. I want to reiterate that because right now I've mentioned this before and it always feels like, I don't mean to like slam trainers, but it's not hard to get a certification. And it's um, a lot of people who lose weight are inspired then, but that doesn't make them qualified to, to train somebody. Like part of it is gonna be experience, longevity in the business. Um, and you've, you've got to get somebody who's good. And it's hard because when you're starting out, mm -hmm. how, would you, how do you know, like anybody is better than you, but the truth is, if you walk into a gym and just say, oh, I want a trainer, it's possible you get somebody who, to your point, Renee, just lost 50 pounds and got a certification online and doesn't really have the qualifications. I see it all the time. So mm -hmm. I would say if you need help picking, find somebody like, you know, send me somebody's profile. I've had people do that before and say, what do you think about this? But it's, it's, it, you're right. Like, it's not just a trainer. It's a good trainer who who is sort of obsessed with that as a profession mm -hmm. yeah. I, I absolutely agree and you're right anybody can get some certification i could go get certification i don't want to I, i'm leaving that to professionals <laughs> the, the other people people ask me all the time you know what is your workout i try not to share too much because i don't want them to think do what renee does and yeah, she's yeah. gonna you know right you know that that's not my thing my, my thing is really about inspiring and just reminding people this these things are possible, you know, so, um, but yeah, I, I can't stress that enough, Kendra. Uh, there are all levels, you know, it's like in anything else, like cars or, or whatever, there's all kinds, you know, so, so do your homework and uh, yeah, people should talk to you, uh, but do your research. I, I cannot tell you how grateful I am to have found a great trainer who knows a lot. He already did before I ever met him. And We've continued this great rapport over these years and I'm still healthy. And I, I attribute so much to that. You know, whatever it costs, yes, it's expensive. Uh, you know, there's ways to work it out. And but this is your this is your body and your life. And this is for the rest of your life. So to me, mani petties and and lattes and all that kind of and you know, designer purses or if that's your stuff, you know, if you're going to spend your money on that, that's cool. I personally want to invest my money in my myself and my health and I can go, I can deal with those knockoffs instead. If I need yeah, yeah, a yeah. designer looking my mother, my, you know. mother always says, my mother always says, just tell them the real ones are in the safe. They won't know the difference. Oh, that's you right. Know? Oh no, those are in the, oh, I wouldn't wear my real diamonds out. No, no, those are in that's the safe. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So, I get to your mindset a little bit when you were, was there a time, like, I always tell this story for me, I, 42 things went really sideways for me. I was a single parent for a long time too, of an only boy. So I can appreciate uh -huh. that. It's, um, but yeah, I have the one son. Yep. It's the best. But when, when you, when I was 42, I remember thinking, um, I had an injury and I was feeling a little bit demoralized. I gained some weight. Uh, I did not feel like myself, all of the things I felt, I, I remember feeling old for the first time. Did you ever go through that mindset where you're, where you thought, well, I mean, I, I don't even, maybe I'm just too old. Did that sure. cross your mind? Yeah. In fact, you remind me of when I turned 40, I still remember being uh, at the office where I worked that day. Uh, and I was like, I didn't want to be around anyone. I was, I felt terrible. It's like, oh my God, like my life was over at 40. I remember feeling that. Uh, and, and I was still fit. And, you know, when I look back, it's like, I don't even know why I thought that. But it's because people, people get this in their mind. We listen to that crap out there that, that talks about, you know, age, you know, that, that you're aging. And, and I just feel like that is such a mistake. But yeah, I definitely felt that, Kendra, at, at 40. I still remember it. And uh, I, I look back and think, golly, that was 30 years ago. I mean, and I am right. still doing great. And, and, you know, I have 
but it's because I made some choices and some decisions in my life. And I, I just was not going to let, let that get the best of me. But yeah, we, we get down, uh, you know, single, being a single mother is tough. Uh, and, uh, you know, things don't always go your way. I mean, you know, things happen, you're, you lose your job, you lose all kinds of things. But uh, keeping your attitude straight, you know, just remembering that you're worth it. Uh, we have so much inside. We have everything inside of us to help us, uh, really. You know, you're not going to get your satisfaction from other people and stuff. It's really right inside of you. And you just have to dig deep when, the, when you kind of get down and remember that. Remind yourself that. I don't, you know, whatever. Put sticky notes up. I'm a big sticky note person. Do your affirmations, whatever you have to do. You know, but we know we're worth it. And, you know, uh, I think women are strong. You know, we're we're tough uh, and, and we can do many things that other people can't do. And we just need to remember that and remind ourselves of that. We can do many things that- That's that, right, many things. It is so true. Somebody uh, uh, it is. comments that said they have the exact same condition you did and that they were fearful of that same pr procedure. So she was saying, thank you for sharing your story. I think like you, a lot of people, what I observe as a coach, a lot of times is people get afraid and they do nothing. What's a little unique yeah. about you is you got a little afraid and then you did something and you just keep doing something about it. Yeah. And you're right. Cause a lot of people think once they had back surgery that they are immobile they can't do anything. Absolutely. And I've heard this so many times, so many times. I really have. And, and I realized there are limitations like I don't do heavy squats, you know, I, I, there are certain exercises I'm not doing and, and Dustin's training me around, around my challenges and uh, you just don't give up. And, and I definitely believe people need to be consulting with their, their doctors, whomever, you know, don't go in there crazy. And the older we get, the more mature we are, I think about how we pick and choose what we do. You know, I remember whenever, you know, I could lose five pounds in a few days. Right. And, <laughs> and, you know, you could just do all that stuff so fast and it's different. Now we learn when we get injured, we start learning, well, maybe I can't push myself quite so much. So uh, as we age, I think we get smarter about how we approach our fitness and everything else in life too. But, but it, it can never be, don't do anything. I think that is the big Yes, I, I, see I that think a so. Lot with women, I'm afraid to get hurt. But oftentimes what can happen is you're afraid you hold back. Um, and then I, I observe personally, sometimes more of the other things coming in, eating and drinking as your solution to feel better as opposed to exercising and figuring out what it is that you that you can do. Um, did you have any weight gain, any issues like during the injury periods that you had to overcome? Uh, well, actually, yeah. I mean, I never gained tons of weight, but I'm, I'm definitely like 20 pounds lighter than I was, uh, you know, five years ago, you know, so, uh, I, after a divorce, I know I gained a bunch of weight, you know, everybody does, or, or you do something crazy. Of course, yeah. that was so long ago. That was like ancient history. Right. But anyway, um, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't ever, I didn't need to lose like a hundred pounds or anything right. like that. Yeah. I, you know, nothing that extreme. Um, but, um, but you know, enough that, um, and this is really more, see for me, uh, I kept, it's really more about just feeling good and strong and healthy than it was about losing a ton of weight when I first started, you know, it was because I was 60 and I was getting older and it's like, I'm going, I got to take care of myself and, yeah, I mean, I needed to lose some weight then, but nothing big and significant. So I'm not your, you know, big transformation person, but it all happens, you know, it all kind of happens the way it's supposed to happen. And, uh, and it feels good to get lean, but not skinny. You know, we don't, we don't need to be skinny. Skinny is not cool. And, um, and I have no problem with that. But I remember thinking um, when I was, training now I don't want to get too far off but I remember when I started training with Dustin and I was probably maybe 130 or 135 pounds and, and I am five foot tall okay so I was uh you know it, but I was lifting weights with Dustin and um and I and, and my main goal was just to feel good get fit you know stay strong and time went on and uh and I felt I was more muscular but I'd look at myself and I thought well, you know I, I just 
what am I doing? You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't watching my nutrition. Now, I mean, I never have been a person wanting to eat like, you know, chicken, fried chicken and all that. I've never been into that. In fact, I'm a pescatarian now and I uh, have been for several years, but so mostly it was just, just, it's easy for food, you know, weight to creep up on you just by eating a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, um, and over time that, um, at one point, I think I saw pictures of myself when I was about 65. I'd already been lifting for five years with Dustin, and I had just come back from Germany with a girlfriend, and I saw my pictures, and I thought, oh, no. I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to be a pleasingly plump uh, senior citizen, and I felt like I was looking like that. You know, I was getting kind of round and uh, and I'm sure, you know, every every little bit shows up. Uh, and that's when I when I came back. And this is kind of part of my story. When I came back uh, from that Germany trip and I told Dustin, you know, I, you know, I said, I've got more in me than this. That's what I saw. I thought to myself, I, I mean, I'm OK. I, I'm cool. I look pretty, pretty good for 65. But I know there's more in there. You know, there's a better Renee in there. And so I said, OK, I, I wanted to lose some weight at that point. And I told him that. And I'm already lifting weights, right? But I said, okay, let's get busy. So what I did, and I think this is an important thing to women out there. And I, I forgot people are listening and watching right now. No, it's but great. It's, it's um, yeah, and it's it's yeah, I'm warming up. Um, <laughs> so I just remember it's like um, so I said, okay, so I I have a Fitbit. I don't have anything fancy, but I have a Fitbit app, and I set. Um, I remember it was around tax time. Anyway. I set a goal to lose one pound. That's all, just one pound. This was like in mid-April, one pound. And then I got, and I put it on my, my app, you know, one pound goal. And so, and we got busy, you know, and Dustin, he gave me a little extra. I did more, a little more cardio. I did, I remember, you know, more heavier weights and all that kind of stuff. And I lost one pound and thought, okay, cool. So I'm set a goal to lose one pound again. And I got busy and I lost one pound. And I did that one pound at a time till I lost 10 pounds in four and a half months. And I was a different looking person then, 10 pounds later on a five foot tall woman. And people at the gym were wondering what was going on too. So anyway, so I recommend that to people. You know, don't say I got to lose 10 pounds. No, you just got to lose one pound. Set that goal, work on that one pound, watch your nutrition. You got to do some of that too. And you get that one pound gone and then you set to the next one. And, I mean, I was amazed and, and I was thrilled because it happened. And I kept off that way, you know, and that was it when I was about 65 years old. So anyway, um, so even at 65, and I remember thinking too, well, you know, maybe this is just the way it is. You know, when you get a certain yes, age, you just right. can't lose any yeah. weight. I remember thinking that in my brain, absolutely. Well, this just may be where it's at with me, you know, and, but I came back and I thought, you know, no, that's not true. This is science. You know, this is math. You know, it's, it's about calories in and calories out and, and all that. So it can happen. It can happen when you're 65. It can happen when you're, when you're 70. So that does not need to be part of your excuse. It just, it's not real. So I'm just saying, I'm living proof of that. You are. So that was a. That was a big thing to me whenever I realized yes. it's like, oh my God, this can happen. And I remember when I got to, a, I think I got to like 125 and I thought, oh my God, I haven't been 125 in so many years. I cannot, this is, I'm really doing this. I still remember it. It's like, it felt so <laughs> wonderful because I had been always maybe 128, 130, 135, you know, I was getting up there and I did and it, it's possible. So I'm just telling you people out there, it right. is possible, ladies. It right. I, I love that. I love that. And I think like, you know, at that point too, you've already overcome sort of age limitations in your mind. Yeah. Really hard. I love what you said too, because it, it is really hard for women. It's almost like can have the opposite effect. So when somebody comes into my app and they want to lose 30 pounds, that is hard for them to wrap their brain around. Cause I might say, all right, that's going to take you that could take you a year or two and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. somebody who's starting, that seems so unattainable and monster, yeah. like a monster goal. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that one. Cause that's really all it is, is one. It, it's it's really, just that's one. all you can do, right? You can't do uh, that. That's right. Time. Exactly. Exactly. 
So absolutely. One of the things you and I have connected about, I think it was the ultimate thing that got me to finally reach out to you was that I <clears throat> made a post about somebody, we were talking about strength and protein. And you had learned a little bit more about protein over your journey and the importance of that. It's something I'm always, I've been trying to get my mother to eat more. Um, the things that you're doing now, I, I talk to my people about like, we don't think that we're going to get there. Like you said, when, before we recorded, I can't believe I'm 71. Like we mm -hmm. don't think right now that we're going to get there and you can still kind of get away with some of the behaviors at 49 and 50. It hasn't, mm -hmm. they haven't really crept up into your health markers yet. You could still kind of get away with it. Um, but it's not forever, you know, I mean, it's, there's a point where you can't keep faking it. It's going to come back to bite you. Um, so I want to mm -hmm. talk a little bit about your, your wisdom looking in hindsight now, but also when did you, and protein is part of the thing we're talking about so much at my age. When did you, when did that click for you with your nutrition? Did Dustin <clears throat> help you with that? Yeah, Dustin, I mean, for years I would walk into the gym and I would have eaten, I would have had coffee and just barely right. any food. Yeah. And, and I'd be lifting weights and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I can get through it. And he kept saying, you need to eat more, Renee. He would say that. And it took, and I wasn't paying attention, you know, and, and we're so, uh, we're so the old way, the brainwashed ways, you know, eat less, you know, don't eat so much, eat you know, so and much, yeah. burn up those calories. Yeah. And so, but he kept telling me, you got to eat. And, and eventually, uh, and really, I think whenever I started uh, thinking about the bodybuilding, which we haven't talked about how that I'm, happened. But, I know, I'm like waiting. Uh, we I'm, will. We're, we're building uh -huh. up we will. to the bodybuilding. Uh -huh. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, he kept telling me that. And it's like, and here I am. I'm going to the gym, you know, a few times a week. He's training me. Uh, you know, I'm lifting. I'm doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'm not watching my nutrition. I'm not paying attention to my protein or anything like that. I'm just... I'm eating healthy because I'm a healthy eater, but probably like tons of salads and, you know, uh, and, and some protein, I'll eat eggs, you know, but, but not thinking about really getting big, you know, enough protein. Uh, and, you know, there's the one gram of protein for every pound of body weight per day that we need. And everybody needs it. Not just people who are going to lift weights. Yeah. Everybody needs that. And that's where women also uh, got the wrong idea, you know, that, that uh, sure just yeah. because you're, you're not lifting or you're not weight uh, doing bodybuilding, you know, well, that's not the case. And, and you know that, and to me, that's an important thing. If you're, if you're going to, if you're not going to do anything else, right, eat more protein, you know, yeah. and uh, that's the beginning. Protein. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I always think that's so funny. Like I'm not sponsored by chicken or eggs or anything like that. It's just, <laughs> it's just it's the way it is. So it is the way it is. So, okay. I'm, I think it is time. I'd love to move into your, okay. So let me just summarize. You were healthy okay. and fit. You enjoyed that. Um, my mother always says that too. Like she's always feels lucky that she enjoyed exercising. You know, it wasn't, it's, it was not like this painful thing to do all the time, but it, it, it helps when you're fit, you know, it's very uncomfortable. If you mm -hmm. have 50, 60 pounds, it doesn't necessarily feel good. So you, you moved through the back surgery into, uh, getting fit, being cleared for fitness, started lifting weights. And I am so curious about what, how you, you started seeing results. Now you've dropped some body fat and now you can mm -hmm. see, as you know, the results come in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm, but you right. also had five years of strength training under your belt. At yes, this, that's right. I started. did. So a lot of people think they can just diet and have your physique. But what they have to understand is you spent years building muscle to even be able to see on a stage, right? That is correct. And I was building it all that time in you know my early 60s. Right. Uh, you know, mid sixties, uh, you just couldn't see it because it was covered with, you know, some extra <laughs> fat. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I, and I looked at, and I, and sometimes I would look at myself, it's like, I kind of look like a wrestler. 
you know, I didn't feel, I was strong and fit, you know, but I wasn't looking like, you know, as feminine as I would want to look. So right. uh, I remember thinking that too, but, but anyway, but things did change. Um, and uh, basically these years of going and, and working out with Dustin, uh, you know, lifting, uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't realize it, but I am sort of competitive and I'm pretty goal driven. I, I believe in writing goals. I write down everything, but uh, but every year I would have some conversations with us and, you know, what, what can we do next? You know, what's my next thing? And, uh, you know, I didn't really want to do uh, any sports. I didn't want to get hurt playing. I mean, I played softball and stuff like that. And his, his comment for years in my early sixties was Renee, um, I can see you on stage, you know? And I said, well, what do you mean? And, you know, he said competing in bodybuilding competitions. And I'm going, well, what is that? And so this is when I'm in my, you know, early 60s. This is before the 65, lose five, you know, 10 okay, pounds okay. thing. Um, okay. So he had been talking about it and he trained people for it before. And I really didn't, didn't know what it was, but I did the research. I'm going, oh, no, I cannot be no, I putting on a sparkly, skimpy bikini in, you know, 65 and getting on a stage with the, in front of a bunch of, no, I can't do that. And no, the I, back I pose, the back pose. Oh my God. The, showing your butt to a million people. You don't, that is right. The back pose. How can, can I get around that somehow? No, you can't get around that. That's what I said. Oh my God. <laughs> no, <laughs> I said I have pose. a mother. My mother, I have, my mother is still alive. I can't do this. <laughs> oh, no. My son, you know, my kids, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. I mean, and that's what happened. That's really, so he would, he would mentioned it and we'd talk about it. He kept, I could, you should do it. I'm going, Oh my, I can't do it. And oh my, you know, and then I'm thinking, you know, I mean, what would my friends think? You know, I think my family, you know, it's like, you know, you think about all that too. It's like, Oh my God, these people, they're getting all, almost naked on the stage, you know, and, and I'm like in my mid sixties, I can't do that. And that's what I just, for years, I said no to that. And I just, I was scared of it, totally scared of it. Well, okay. So, uh, so, you know, at 65, I lost those 10 pounds, time went by and then the pandemic hit. So that was like when I was about 67, 68. And uh, okay. So then things were really getting real then. It's like, I'm like freaking out because they closed the gyms. Oh my, I can't handle that. Dustin, I can't, I don't, you know, I could not, I just started freaking out about that. Anyway, but I decided um, I was not going to let the pandemic or these circumstances control me and what I was going to do. I have control over that. And so when the pandemic came along, I said, okay, uh, uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to figure out how to train anyway. And uh, I was fortunate. Dustin came, I have a big patio in my backyard and he trained me and a few other people out on my back patio during the pandemic uh, as best we could. We didn't have big machines, but, and we trained like that for a few months um, until we could get back in the gym. And uh, I didn't gain any weight during the pandemic. I just basically doubled down during that. I said, I am not going to let that mess me up. You have control over your environment. You have control over how you react, react to your environment and to your circumstances. And I just decided I was going to be in control of that. I was not going to let that pandemic control me and my health. And so that's what happened. So during the pandemic, I still worked out. And that was kind of a turning point for me too. I said, okay. I told Dustin, okay, so before I turn 70, I am going to compete. I told him now I'm going to do that. I'm doing it. Uh, you know, life is short. Uh, I can't, there's nothing else I can do. Apparently there's not any other goal oriented things. And this makes sense. I'm lifting weights, you know, there's muscle there. And that was really, it was just like the thing I needed to do. And, and it's like everything, all, all roads are pointing to body, you know, the competition. So obvious. So so it happened and it took me, but it took me years. And my only regret was waiting so long. I'm going to tell you that too, because I might have, you know, God only knows where I might've been if I'd have done this years before, but it didn't, it wasn't meant to be, it was supposed to happen the way it was supposed to happen. So, um, so I remember it was like May 25th uh, or 24th of like 2020, 20, I can't remember the year right now, but anyway, 
I was 69 years old, whenever that was. And uh, I told Dustin, okay, I'm ready. I want let, let's find a show. Uh, Cause I like to travel. I, I do, uh, I do dancing. I do all these things. So let's find a show that's good with my travel schedule and it's May. And so, so we found a show, you know, this isn't the way we're supposed to do it, but I didn't know that. I'm just, I want to do a show, you know, I'm ready. Uh, and I got to train for it. Right. And I'd already been, you know, he'd already been kind of priming me with lifting and all that. Of course, I'd been lifting for a long time. So we found a show uh, and it was August 7th and it was the Lee Labrada Classic in the Woodlands, which is, you know, like 45 minutes from Houston. And, um, and so that was going to be my show. So we hired a, I hired a nutrition coach. I got a posing coach. Dustin was training me and we were on our way. So I had a May, June, July, you know, uh, three month prep or something, you know, not long. Okay. But that was my show and I was going to do it and I was determined to do it and make the most of it. And that's what I did. So on August 7th, of that year, whatever year that was, when I was 69, I competed in my very first uh, bikini uh, NPC bodybuilding show at 69 years old. And I had a blast and it really, I just fell in love with the whole thing after that. And um, the other thing was, here's another important thing. Creative visualization is a big thing. Um, okay, so when I was prepping and, you know, eating this, you know, weird hold, you know, the food is different, right? You have to do all these things, whatever. And I kept visualizing getting a trophy. Now, what are the chances of a 69-year-old woman? And I'm competing with 55-year-old, 55, okay? That was the age, that was the oldest they had. So 55 plus. So I'm like 20 years older than a lot of those women. But anyway, um, I was visualizing getting a trophy. It was, I was doing that creative visualization. I was visualizing it. Uh, and so, uh, so I competed in a few different categories, you know, masters in my age, you know, two or three different things and also completed, competed in open, you know, that's where, where first, uh, for, uh, first time true novice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it wasn't true novice that I did, but basically, oh, uh, oh, oh, open, five, yeah. five, open five foot for any age range. That's the thing. It's any age group. If you're five foot or under or five, one or under. Right. So I, I did that category too. So I was in there with 20 years old and 30 years old and I'm the, you know, 69 year old. And anyway, so the, the, at the competition, I, I remember, okay, it's almost like I've already, I'm already out of all the other ones. I didn't get anything with those. And, and so it's almost time I'm putting on my robe thinking, okay, well, it's time to go. Right. It's go time. Nothing's happening here. And then the uh, expediter said, okay, come on, get over here, get in line. You're going to go on stage. I'm going, what? Okay. And I get up there and we're, we're, uh, we're lined up and I got sixth place in bikini open and I got a trophy. It's like, I can't even believe this. And this is at a big show. And I mean, you know, whatever, but I got that trophy. I'm telling you, it is like magical creative visualization is amazing. Okay. I'm just saying now, I mean, it was sixth place, but Hey, I got a trophy, an NPC trophy. I usually have it right here to show you, but anyway, just imagine I have a big trophy. Well, first of all, and people don't, who don't know about competing. Cause I did my first show, uh, the last fall, I was mentioning that to you. Open is no joke. This is, it's, it's anybody. And that yeah. is, that's, that, that's not even, I don't even think I did, went and did the open. My coach kind of said, oh, do these three categories. You could do the open, but no, I didn't, I didn't step on stage for the open. So, wow. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, anyway, I, I did it and it was like at the last minute and I was like oblivious because I thought I'm done and they're saying, oh, get, get up there. And I got, I got the trophy and it, it was really, uh, and you'll see it on my page or whatever. If you, if you Google me, you know, it's my first show, but anyway, it was amazing. And, uh, the, the big thing about the bodybuilding community, it's like, I feel like I found my people is not like I have so many wonderful friends I travel with, I dance with, I do all kinds of fun things with, but this is a whole different group. They think, you know, like we think that we're like-minded, there's no judgment. We're all doing these same crazy preps and we're lifting and we're doing all that kind of, and so, you know, look at, at, at 69 years old, I have a whole nother world of friends and people that I'll have with me for the rest of my life. And that is one of the things that, that bodybuilding brought into my life. Uh, if I hadn't have competed, 
I wouldn't have that either. You know, being in my little gym, I'm at this small gym, I have my little small circle of people. But whenever I chose and I made that decision to get out there and compete, that's what I got too, is all the wonderful, that's how we're talking today. And it's yeah. just magical. It really is. And, and I mean, I, I get choked up about it when I think about oh. it. <laughs> because it's not something that, that everybody gets to do. So I, I mean, it is never too late. I mean, people have to remember that, you know, just get that old stuff out of your mind. I mean, that's what I tell people. No old speak. That's what I say. There's no old speak around me. Don't be talking old. Don't complain. We all have aches and pains. Uh, you know, it's not necessary. When people talk negative and old, I just block it out. Or I say, I reject that. You know, I reject that because it's really just, a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, you know, your mother says that too. She said, if I complained every day about my aches and pains, you'd be so sick of me. I'm, you know, it's, it's, there's just, uh -huh. just cause I'm not complaining doesn't mean I don't have discomforts, but there's no point. There's no point. That's right. You just drag That's it right. there's no point. down around you. Um, so Absolutely. I said too, you know, the, the beauty, when, when I went through my prep, I want to talk about this a little bit. I had strangers cheering me on just because other bodybuilders who know how hard that is, you can't fake a prep. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? When somebody gets on yeah. stage, it's what I love. They didn't, you can't buy it. You can't fast track it. It only is hard work and sacrifice. And no matter what somebody looks like, you know, or how perfect they think they are, they have my respect because it is, it's the hardest thing I've done. It's one of the more rewarding things of all the sports. It, and, and the people who encourage you are amazing. I definitely had people who uh, said they were unfollowing me because I kind of, they felt like I switched up you know, from performance to physique, but I have thoughts about that too. I think most people are focused on their physique, whether they admit it or not, whether they like it or they don't like it. Did you get any backlash? Well, here's the thing. I didn't tell, I told almost none of my friends that I was competing during my prep. I even went on vacation with him. I traveled with him. I just didn't tell him. They already knew I kind of eat healthy, right? Yeah. And no one ever questioned me. So so nobody knew uh, a handful of women that are sort of over here that don't, that I hang out with that they, they knew, but, but all of my regular peers, I didn't tell them. There was a lot of reasons why one, I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want any negativity. I did not want to hear one person say, Renee, what are you doing? You know, you're almost 70 years old. What are you doing? I did not want to hear any of that. So how do you do that? You just don't tell them. And so I just kept that all out of it. I just did not even include I mean, I still did what I did. Uh, I didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't make a production out of it. I just did my thing. And then after I competed, that's really when I posted for the first time about it is after my first competition. I think I put something on Facebook and that's when I got on Instagram was after that because I didn't want to be posting all that stuff on Facebook. All these people I knew seeing me in a bikini, you know, on the stage, I, they weren't ready for that. So I just kept it separately over here, you know, and uh, now the thing is now all my friends know, and, and I would say like, I'm 95% of them are supportive. The other 5%, they just don't say anything. So that's cool. It's all good. You know, yeah, right. whatever. Right. And that's fine. You know, it does, it's not for everyone. And, and, um, but, but really, you know, I'm, I just got back from a cruise with all these people and they, they knew I was on prep and they're always supportive. Uh, I get some free drinks because of my status. So I was giving people the free drinks, right? So people loved it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm doing fine. Uh, and uh, people have been really supportive. So I'm really grateful. I absolutely am. So a couple questions here. This is kind of an interesting one. How is your strength training? How has it changed as you progress through your journey? So I have a lot of women who maybe started with me over COVID working out at their home. Now they've hired trainers. Now they're going to the gym. Uh, you know, how did, how did your workouts progress through your fitness journey? I think we kind of touched on it, but. Yeah, well, I would say this, since I'm competing, I mean, I'm lifting five days a week. And of course, progressive overload needs to happen, you know, where you're going to add more weight 
Although because of my surgery, I still don't do lots of, like I do the Smith machine squats very limited and very carefully. And I have some different ab work that I do. So um, I'm still doing the normal things people do. My nutrition is the big thing. I mean, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. It's just the truth. And eating that protein, I tell people, you need to eat protein like it's your job. That's what I tell people. Amen. And it's not that hard to do. You know, five, five meals a day, I spread out throughout the day. I do meal prep on the weekends. I log my food. I've been logging my food since 2015 in my little Fitbit app, nothing fancy. So I really believe in documenting your food. It's not that hard to do, but getting that protein in, you know, it's about 20 or 25 grams, uh, you know, a meal, you'll get enough protein, you know, um, and it's, it's not really that hard to do. And then when it becomes part, it's like this whole thing, Kendra, it just becomes your lifestyle. Yeah. It's not, it's not even hard. You know, it's, it's not rocket science. I tell people it's really not. I mean, you're just doing these things that, that it's part of your day. And, um, and the main thing is though, you know, lifting those weights, hydrating is so important. Uh, eating your protein, you know, the macros. I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not perfect at any of this, but I do believe uh, it doesn't take that much to make it happen. You just need to be diligent about it and, and eat the protein and, um, and just keep doing it. It's about being consistent. Just don't quit. You know, you just keep doing yeah. it. Yeah, it's hard. People, I, I love what you said though about visualization. I do that usually at some point in the eight week, one of the eight week challenges I run because that has been a game changer for me is, uh, you know, if you can visualize it, it seems like you have a much better chance. And even my coach, my prep coach said, the first thing she said is you have to identify as a competitor. Like you have to, even before your body composition is there, you have to see yourself kind of like you, like winning a trophy, you have to, you, you have to live and breathe like a competitor. Um, That's true. Yes. It's true. Yeah. Trophy. You just have that. It's a mindset. Yeah, it's a mindset, it's a mindset. It's up here. Yeah. Cause it's, uh -huh. you're right. It's not hard, you know? Um, um, so, okay. So we get through the first show, you get six. Now you're, you're hooked. How do uh, you, yeah, I'm hooked. <laughs> how do you, line up your your kind of long-term plan after that you're going to nationals this summer in two weeks you look great yeah. I, can tell, obviously. I need to lean out some more but you know it is what it is um well okay that first show was like in august right and then yeah. i did a couple of shows after that they were not national shows but they were you know like um well what, yeah they were so so basically i did like three shows in a row august September, October with a couple of different federations. And then uh, basically I did another show. So I ended up doing another show like in April, you know, come back around and I did a warm up show, which was another pretty big show. Anyway, then I got back to nationals again. So six shows in, a, in two years. And the sixth show was the one at Masters Nationals last July. And that's where um, uh, there, that nationals are tough, right? You got a lot of people from everywhere. So for 60 plus, 60 plus is the oldest group that, that I've ever competed in. And it's pretty much the oldest group you can compete in, in bikini. So anyway, um, so 60 plus came along in, in nationals where there'd never be men more than three women in 60 plus, like the local shows, uh, NPC shows. That's the most I, I was, in fact, you know, a year ago, I was third and 60 plus in, in Texas in a show, in an NPC show. Well, uh, at this show, there were 14 women in 60 plus last summer at nationals. And I placed 10th out of 14 in 60 plus last year. Now, I'm grateful. I beat out, you know, four women that were in their early 60s. So I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but that's where I'm going back. You know, I'm going back now. I'm a whole lot. My physique looks a lot different. I see. Than it did I a year see. ago. Yeah. So, yeah. See. It's different. And uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. But I still need to lean out. And I know I do. But but I've, I've kind of taken a different attitude about it because, you know, getting my pro card, that's that's going to be tough. Not impossible. Okay. Uh, but I am, you know, 71. I don't have as many years as other people do to work on getting their pro cards. This is a whole new world to me that just started a couple of years ago. But what I am doing is focusing on just bringing my best package, as they call it, 
and uh, and I'm gonna give it my best. And um, and I mean, it's really an awesome experience. You know, it's like and I'm here as much for um, what I can bring to the table to uh, to represent to women. You know, the possibilities. You know, and and you know, it's hard work. And I'm doing prep, and I'm doing all that, and it's hard, but it's rewarding. And again, I'm, I'm meeting all these awesome people like you, and uh, and I'm just going to see where it goes in a few weeks. I'm just going to give it my best shot, and I'm going to have fun. I know. I know. <laughs> Are you hungry? I'm hungry right now, <laughs> but but I did I did have some scallops here right before okay, I saw you. Right, right. I had some so, scallops. So, uh, Are you, how are you tolerating... A lot of times I know I've seen people get worse over shows, like if they're dieting too hard, they're dieting too long, they don't have a long enough recovery period. You, to me, look like you've made improvements on your physique. I think particularly like your core and your glute area. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. And my arms are, you know, pretty full. But yeah, my core looks, I'm still not... Yeah, I still am not as flat in my abs as I want to be. You know, that's that's diet, and I still yeah. have some time to go. You know, it's never good enough, right? I know. Uh, but uh, but my glutes are better. I mean, I've been working hard for a year on those glutes. You know, yeah. and my abs, and and my and my back and arms. You know, these are all areas. You know, I've been focusing on. Dustin has been training me, and you know, carefully. And I'm not doing nearly as heavy a weights as a lot of women are doing because of my my surgery. I mean. The heaviest free weights I'm lifting, you know, 20 pounds, like I was doing some progressive overload today, you know, and uh, 15, 20 pounds was the most on, on laterals, you know, yep. you won't, and, and same here, you know, I'm just not doing massive amounts. Uh, my my uh, leg press, you know, that's like 120 pounds or something like that. So I'm not looking to put these giant weights on the things and, you know, I just don't do that. There's no point in it. I'm building some muscle. I'm just not going to get these massive muscles uh that that some people are aspiring to get but I think I'm doing I'm looking pretty good you know oh considering gosh. so You're, you I'm are. doing okay you are yeah you see me on Instagram you see me on Instagram yeah it's kind of so. interesting to to follow somebody's journey I think for me like I when I think about doing another show um my little plan I haven't really talked about it but was to do uh compete in November because I still haven't qual I've only done one and then uh -huh. um, see if I can qualify for nationals. And I would be doing a similar national show to the one you're doing now for masters. Oh, cool. Um, uh -huh. but Excellent. Through, like over, uh, cause I'll be over 50. So even at 49, you could be competing against women who are 40. This is very different. 40 and 50, your body is different. Like it just, yes, it, it changes. It a whole decade is different, but yeah, that's true. But also I feel similar to you, of course, now a little less pressure that like, you know, I want to get, I want to get, get in there, you know, and get this done while I, while I have time. And I've, I feel like you've sort of opened my eyes to like, you have, you do have time, Kendra, like <laughs> I still, uh, you, you, do, you have time, you do. Yes, I uh -huh. still haven't. It's yes, you do. Coming. It's coming, you know, it's. Yeah, it's I mean. Life is busy. You, you have so much going on in your life. We all have things going on. So yeah, women, you know, in their forties and fifties, I'm just, you're, it's, you're not over the hill at 50, you know, you're, you're not. Uh, and so here I am to tell you that right. it's really, in, you know, you, you have some power over this. I mean, I realize I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate that I am as strong and healthy as I am, but those are a lot of this is because of the choices I've made for a long time you know, making those choices to, uh, to eat the good food and to, to work out when I didn't feel like it, you know, whatever, being consistent. So I feel like it's something that is attainable for the average woman. I mean, it's like, you know, you just do the ordinary things. You just do it extra. That was a little, uh, a reel the other day that I copied and did. So you just do the ordinary stuff. You just do extra, you know, and you just do a, you just keep doing extra. And eventually it's going to show. And, and that's the thing to remember too, you know, don't, don't try to expect it now. Think about what you're going to, you know, your, your future self, you know, give yourself time and, and it will happen. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too. A lot of women that I work with do ha have a 
unclear idea of how long this will take. So I think, you know, to those that are listening, Renee didn't start lifting last year and do a bodybuilding competition. She, and, and a lot of women I work with say they want to do this. And I say, you need to spend the next two years lifting weights. And that might seem crazy, but you, it's not that crazy, you know, and that's that, right. Yeah. It takes that, that is, long. Uh, it, it does. It takes a long time. So um, you uh -huh. have, you have a lot of amazing comments on here. Just, you know, obviously some, many women follow you because I've shared you here and there, but awesome. And you, what would you say? And I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what in closing, what do you feel like you would want us to know? Um, well, the main thing I would want you to know is that you, uh, you shouldn't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. I guess that's the number one thing. Don't, don't, don't let, you know, society's, uh, you know, ideas limit you. And um, you do have time. And I, and I guess that's the other thing. We all think we got to hurry up. You know, I, I'm like a big hurrier upper person too, but you do have time, but don't limit yourself. Don't, don't ever think you can't do it. You know, it's really a mindset. I, I really believe in posit being positive, you know, about everything and keep being positive. Stay away from negative energy, negative people. I, I, you know, I can't stress that enough either. I mean, and I think that's in my notes, you know, it's like, just, just cut your losses. I mean, sometimes you have to just get rid of that negative people, that negative person or whatever it is. Um, you know, you know, you're smart enough. You're, you're growing, you're older, use your brain that you already have and your common sense, you know, and, and use it, your gut, you know, to, to make decisions that are good for you. And, uh, you know, you can love everybody, but you're going to have boundaries, you know, you've got to have boundaries and, uh, but you've got to put yourself, you've got to love yourself. Like you love your best friend. That's what I tell people to you, you treat yourself good. You know, you, um, you pamper yourself. Um, you, you have to have talks with yourself and you just keep being positive. And, you know, those are, those are the big things. Stay away from negativity. Don't put anything negative out there into the universe about yourself or about others. Really just, just keep it positive. Um, you know, the, I believe in karma. I think, you know, whatever you put out there, you're going to get back. And, um, and I just don't think people should, don't give up. Just don't give up. I know you're going to have setbacks. We all do. Oh, that's the big thing. We're going to screw up. We're human, right? We're going to screw up. We're going to eat terrible food. We're going to do all kinds of bad things. Well, you forgive yourself immediately and you start over. And that's the other big thing. I don't care how bad it is. You just forgive yourself and you start over. And, you, you know, you're going to be okay. Nothing is, you know, insurmountable. And, and those are the main things. I mean, it's really, it's just about being kind to yourself and keep, keep going. Just keep going. Don't quit. I love that. I love that. Well, you've got a lot of amazing comments here just about inspiring. I think, you know, I, I'm hoping people take these things and take, take action. I think it's, this can be a really hard time in life for women, but it could also be pretty yeah. helpful because like you said, we have the wisdom and experience. Now we need the confidence to use it. Don't you think like it's time to Absolutely. stop asking everybody else what your goals should be and stop asking everybody else what they think you should do and how you should live. Like it's time for you yeah. to assert yourself on your own life. It, Absolutely. You, and, and write them, write it down. That written stuff is good. You know, writing your goals down. I believe in that too. And, and so, yes, ma'am, we have it in us. We know this, just do it, you know, just, yeah. just do it. You, you, you uh, be proud of yourself. You know, you're good. Uh, you know, you're a badass, really, uh, <laughs> or you're working on being a badass. And so you just got to get out there and show it off. You show know, it and off. Just do it. And absolutely. And I'm, and also, uh, people are well. Um, reach out to me. You know, I, on my Instagram page. I mean, I try to answer people. Uh, you know, uh, as best I can. But I'm, I'm here. I mean, I feel like that's what bodybuilding brought to me. It really taught me that this is really my purpose. Um, is to inspire other people and, and encourage people. And really, you know, just to remind you that, you know, don't, you don't need to give up. Just don't put any, I say, I don't let, uh, you know, my birth year define me. Don't let that happen. 
it's really a mindset. Really, it is. And, um, and so, you know, reach out to me if y'all want to. I'm happy to encourage you. And, and, I'm, and thank you so much, Kendra, oh. for inviting me because I'm so happy that I could meet you and we could chat and, and I could share because I, I'm here for that. I really I, am. I appreciate it. Um, we'll put your contact information in the show notes, of course. This is, I'm sure okay. this will be a great episode. I'll be sending it and posting about it. It will drop next week you know, please follow Renee. And I'm sure if you needed any encouragement, all you have to do is go to her page, you'll find it. It does, it, it does make me happy and bring me joy to see people like you out there. Um, it really does change the way I see my own future. So you're whatever uh, God put you on this earth for is sort of mission accomplished, because it's it you you help me uh, regularly. And I, I appreciate that so much. So we'll be following along your, your journey here in your next show. It's a big deal. Okay. Awesome. That's coming up soon. Yeah. And, and thank you so much. It was wonderful. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh -huh.